Thoughts Comics Now. This issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by the Nightshade Comics title Blood and Dust, Glenny Family Values, issue number one, volume two. This is the second volume in the series. It comes out October 1st on Kickstarter. You gotta go grab Blood and Dust, volume one. It's a six-issue miniseries about one man's fight to protect not only his vampire family and their secret, but a man who is protecting an entire town against an evil that is almost identical to the spirit that possesses him. Blood and Dust is created and written by Michael R. Martin and Adam J. Orndorff. Art by Tone Rodriguez, beautiful stuff. Colors by Raymond Lee. Check out Blood and Dust on Facebook.com slash Blood and Dust Comic. Twitter, at Blood and Dust. And you can buy Volume 1 and so much more on their website, nightshadecomics.storemby.com. We'll also be giving away an autographed copy of Blood and Dust Volume 1 right here on a future Sunspots Comics podcast, so stay tuned for details on that. But thank you again to Nightshade Comics, titled Blood and Dust. everybody you're listening to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 125 covering the new comic books that came out just this last wednesday new comic book day september 20th and this particular podcast will always hit the one in the middle i am your comic book loving host chris latori how you doing hope all is well with you thank you so much for joining us right here on the sunspots comics podcast where we basically talk about all the comic book stuffs that's right <laughs> We use 141,000 years of comic book reading experience and we present in our own, in my own little unique, weird, positively charged way to just recommend, review, and discuss my favorite picks of the best brand new comics that just came out this week. So tell a nerd loved one to never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comic Podcast just to subscribe to us and follow us along on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, all in one very easy to find, nicely packaged place at Sunspots Comics. That's right. That's all you got to do. It's in one place. You don't have to go hunting. And two quick thank yous, a couple of shout outs, and some congratulatory things. Here we go. First, of course, thank you to our guy that's always doing our, our Sunspots Comics theme song, Nick Papa George. It's just a lot of fun and positively charged, right? It's just all about me. It's totally me. And thank you, Nick, for doing it. Please follow this amazing musician, Nicholas Papa George, on Facebook.com slash Nicholas Dell Music. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori. He is still rocking hard on his brand new podcast, the spinoff podcast brought to you by the Sunspots Comics folks, me, called the Sunspots Scene Podcast. He's just recorded episode six. You don't have to do anything. It's on the feed. All you got to do is just listen to it. It's Jables, his friend Moises, his friend Matt. They call him the Kung Pao Three. I don't know. I love that Chinese dish and the name of their trio. It's great. They talk about movies, TV shows, and they play some fun kind of games. It's not just about comic books. It's about all kinds of things in the genre of scenes. That's right. From movies and TV show, etc. And the games they usually play are really hilarious. So you've got to check it out. It's called Sunspot Scene. It's already on the feed. Just go look at it. They've got their own Instagram called at Sunspot Scene. So go check that out. If you've subscribed to us already, you're going to get it just automatically in your feed. So you don't have to do anything. But please check out Jable's spinoff podcast called Sunspots Scene. It's already there. And two fast shout outs. I have two podcast listeners that personally reached out to me recently to tell me their favorite 
current comic books that they are reading. The first one is to on Instagram at MarvelQueen underscore V. She said her favorite comic book right now is Gwenpool. So I went ahead and grabbed issue number one. I read it and I actually enjoyed it. I shouldn't say actually. It's good. It's bonkers. It has a young, fresh style. It's it's fun. It's odd at the same time. And just lovingly drawn. It's a, just a ton of fun. So I really enjoyed it. I'm going to peek into Gwenpool a little bit more. Thanks to Marvel Queen underscore V's recommendation. So thank you so much. And the second one comes from Monica Snow. Also on Instagram at Monica Snow. She actually worked at the Comic Madness booth that I used to buy comics from at the Frankensons and the little indoor swap meet in Walnut, California. Look it up. It's awesome. Her favorite cur current comic book that she recommended that I read is Street Fighter vs. Dark Stalkers. I went ahead and grabbed issue number zero as well. And if you like comic books based on video games, then this one is done surprisingly well. There's just tons of video game-like goodness in it. And oh boy, the uh, there's some pinups in the back. <coughs> uh, oh boy. But thank you both so very much for your lovely, kind words of encouragement and for expressing your enjoyment of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I will carry your positivity with me as I continue on this Sunspots Comics quest. So thank you so very much again to Marvel Queen underscore V and Monica Snow. Thank you. Appreciate it. And congratulations. Yes, congratulations are due here to my younger brother, Bobby, and his wife, Ashley. Hi, guys on bringing in my niece Gemma into the world on Thursday, September 21st. Gemma was born 7 pounds, 0.05 ounces, which is my birthday, which is crazy, July 5th. I'm just so glad I'm officially an uncle. Uh, that I'm glad that all of you guys are you're healthy, you're happy, you're blessed with the little precious angel that is Gemma. I'm super excited to be an uncle, you know, and I, I just can't wait to spend time with Gemma and buy her some nerdy baby stuff. <laughs> They actually bought me a super, super uncle shirt. And I just, it was, that's just so cool. It's got the Superman logo and it says uncle on it. And I couldn't help myself. I bought, like, I brought two little lightsabers there, actually. Uh, chopsticks. Uh, for Gemma to hold on to for our very first picture together. It just felt right. I'll post it very soon um, at Sunspots Comics. So I love you guys and congratulations. And I'll be the best uncle that I can be. And I'll always be here for you if you need me. So there you go. Congratulations to my brother Bobby and Ashley. And right now we've got a free comic book giveaway. If you follow us on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc., you've already seen this, but I'll mention it right now. We are giving away a paper copy of Blood and Dust Volume 1, autographed by the writer and creator Michael R. Martin, right here on this podcast. So I'm going to be picking a winner, a winner at random. All you have to do is message me. On any of the, of course, social medias, at Sunspots Comics. Email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. All you gotta do is just tell me your favorite vampire comic book, book, movie, or TV show, and why it's your favorite. That's it. If you love vampires, you're gonna so love Blood and Dust, trust me. So message me now with what your favorite vampire comic book, or, or book, or movie, or TV show is, and why. And you could win this autographed 96-page copy of Blood and Dust, Volume 1. It collects the issues 1 through 3 of the first arc, which is called Life and Death of Judd Glennie. I'll announce the winner very soon, so don't wait. Get your entries in right now. So hit me up, and I will be giving away Volume 1, lovingly autographed by Michael R. Martin, the creator of Blood and Dust. So now let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 125, starting out with some stuff. 
floating around in my nerd brain. That's right. The first nugget of nerd just lodged deeply inside of my nerd lobes is Batman Day. It was actually yesterday, Saturday, September 23rd. Actually, the clown princess Harley Quinn is, is taking this thing over because it's her 25th anniversary. So you see that she definitely has her signature on everything that is the DC Comics uh, media, marketing media of Batman Day. You'll see it. Just go to dccomics.com. But there's all kinds of tons tons of stuff. I'll just sort of highlight some of the things. There's been uh, Batman talent signings throughout. I uh, hope you got to see some of those. Paul Dini was one that was here in LA. Very cool. There's just all kinds of Batman deals on various websites, even like the shoe uh, company called Journeys. I've actually got this Batman Converse Chuck Taylor in my cart right now as we speak, which there are some great sales going on. They have this Batman sweepstakes prize pack worth over 1500 bucks. Yes, you got to Put in your entry for that right away. There's just tons of Batman fun stuff going on. I was sad that last year they really kind of partnered with libraries. They didn't really do that this year. They're going for a little sort of different angle. Seems a little quieter this year. But there are some great sales of Batman, Batman comics and Batman stuff that'll actually go on throughout the week, like longer than the actual just Batman day. So check out DCComics.com for details. And for other fun Bat stuff, just actually look up and use the hashtag Batman Day, and you'll see all kinds of stuff that happened yesterday and that are still sort of going on with sales, etc. The next thing on my nerd brain is... Whoa. Godzilla! Yes! Godzilla flicks are coming to Hulu October 1st. So if you love the monster of mayhem that started the whole kaiju craze, then you are going to love that Hulu will have 13 Godzilla titles available with rumored to be more very, very soon. Right there on Hulu. Some of my fondest memories are sitting in front of television in the late 70s on Saturdays and just watching Godzilla. So I'm super excited. If you have Hulu, you don't have to do anything. You're just going to be there October 1st, a bunch of Godzilla films. So I was happy to see that. And I can't wait to see what else. Because there's a lot more than 13 Godzilla films, let me tell you. Something like 33, I think. Also on my nerd brain is there's this very cool Samurai Jack premiere movie event that's happening in theaters on October 16th. Just a one-day Samurai Jack premiere movie event. I've already got my tickets. I'm super excited. It's a one-day special event brought to us by Fathom Events. Just go to fathomevents.com for locations and showtimes. If you haven't seen what is Samurai Jack, this cartoon made by Gendy Tarkovsky, you have to go look at it. I mean, just to give you a quick gist, it's Samurai Jack helping people walking across the earth in this quest to vanquish the evil that is Aku, to destroy this alternate reality that he created that is ruled by this monster Aku. There is like, in this special event day, there's special content that's been filmed for the exclusive event, and there's never before seen bonus material uh, from this highly anticipated complete series box set that is set to be released on October 17th, the next day after the event, uh, alongside with some special unannounced surprises. Can't wait to see what that's about. Maybe even the creator, Gendy himself, will just be popping into some of these theaters. I'm super excited to see my one of my f favorites of all time cartoons on the big screen. It's very cool. It doesn't happen very often. I hope even to have maybe a couple or two chit-chats with some hardcore Samurai Jack fans. That would be really super nice. But check it out on October 16th. I've already got my tickets. I'm going to be there. Go to fathomevents.com for more information. That's right. Samurai Jack premiere movie in theaters October 16th. And another thing that's lodged up inside my nerd lobes is just some comic book movie and TV news. Deadline Hollywood reports that Sabrina the Teenage Witch Riverdale Companion Series is in the works at CW to be released for the 2018-2019 season. I, I'm so excited about this. 
They say the Sabrina series is going to have a Rosemary's Baby meets The Exorcist kind of tone. Yikes. <laughs> but that fits very well because it's the same Riverdale TV production team with that super CD, CW mastermind Greg Berlanti has his blessing upon it. I am crazy excited because I love, love, love this horrifyingly dark comic book called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina from the Archie title. It's been a super high pick on the Sunspots Comics pick list. It's written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. He is the uh, also producer of the show that's coming out uh, next season. And just some gorgeous, dark, haunting art by Robert Hack. Check it out. I highly recommend reading all eight of these issues that are available now. What's very cool is if you haven't read any of them, they go about a year sometimes or longer between each issue. So they have taken a long time to put eight issues out. I want to say it's been like three years to put eight issues out. Maybe more. But get The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You will not be disappointed. It's creepy. Read it in the dark. Put on some spooky music. And it'll just put you, immerse you right into this hauntingly interesting, twisted little Archie tale that is Sabrina. But I'm super excited that the they're doing a Riverdale TV show spinoff of Sabrina into TV form. So next season we're going to be seeing it. So it sounds horrifying, but I'm going to definitely tune in. So check that out. And the last thing that's on my nerd brain is I'm actually writing my own comic book. Man, I'm so blessed and just so nerdily happy that I'm doing it. It's a dream I've wanted to uh, just fulfill since I was a kid. To write my own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes, I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering. My good friend Jordan Hudson is doing the art on it. All the penciling and the finishes. It's uh, Just check out his Instagram. At Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is lovely. It really is top-notch stuff. Thank you so much, Jordan, for writing, for doing the art on my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. I just actually updated my website and put on a new picture there. You can go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll see the cover picture. You'll see pages one through four. And you'll also see this Zombie Destroyers cosplay done by Jordan's dad, Sean. He dressed up as one of the main characters in my comic, the father of the Zombie Destroyers, Bruce. It is there, it's glorious, it's so hyperactively accurate. I just, my mind just, just, just twists and warps when I see that someone dressed up as a cosplay character from my comic book, Zombie Destroyer. So go check that out. And a quick Zombie Destroyers update. Jordan is actually still penciling page 25 and 26. I'm just fine tuning, tweaking the ending of issue number one of Zombie Destroyers to finish on page 28 with this big tasty cliffhanger. I'm also still kind of putting the finishing little touches on this creepy little autobiographical bonus page at the end of Zombie Destroyers issue one. I'm going to be doing that with each and every issue, putting a bonus page that's just a little snapshot of my childhood or other stuff. I've got some other ideas in the works, but I just love that idea of just having this nice little bonus page that either relates to the story or doesn't, but it just gives you a little something extra. I love that. So check out sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers to see all of that. Check it from time to time. I hope to release Zombie Destroyers issue number one later this year. And next up, I just want to make a quick mention to our segment called Spotlighting. On the next Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 126, I will have the writer and creator of the Blood and Dust comic book, our sponsor of this particular podcast, Michael R. Martin. He will be discussing his comic book, how he created it, and whatever else comes into our nerd brains. He is about to release uh, Blood and Dust Volume 2, issue number 1, October 1st. So we're just kind of doing what we can here. He's a buddy of mine to help and spread the word and get out Blood and Dust. So 
This little segment called Spotlighting is designed for if you someone or if you yourself or someone you know is an independent comic book creator and you're really trying to get your work out there, we want to shine some Sunspots Comics love and support to those struggling comic book creators like myself and do what we can to help them get their comic books out there. So if you're a writer, an artist, a colorist, a letter, just send me a link to your work or even just a review copy of it to my email at chris at sunspotscomics.com or of course message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. I'm an independent comic book creator myself and I really just want to do my part to help those folks and get their work out there. So spotlighting, be a part of it. And also, um, I've had some requests to be on podcasts. Uh, I I will be uh, entertaining those ideas very soon. It's tough for me to sometimes even do my own podcast. <laughs> you know how time can be. But I haven't forgot about you. And so we'll have some spotlighting segments there, probably, where I'll be a guest on another podcast and I'll highlight or show some of it there in our spotlighting segment. So that's coming up as well. I haven't forgot about you. Thank you for your requests for me to be a guest on your own podcast. But now, on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book recommendations and reviews, where I pick my favorite comic books that came out just this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, September 20th. And please, this is just a semi-spoilerish alert, but really have no fear. I actually just really work hard to just inspire you to buy these comic books without spoiling them. I never discuss the last couple of pages. I just leave those alone and any sort of cliffhangery endings. I really only cover just some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been warned. Light, semi-spoilerish alert. Also, to see everything that I'm reading, all of my favorite picks of the week that go back to May of 2015, just go to my website, sunspotscomics.com. Click on Pull List. You'll see that I'm currently up to 107 titles that I'm reading on a regular basis. I know that's a lot. Also, click on Top Comic Books of the Week to see all of the past top picks. You'll see it right there. I update the website every single week. I'm super proud of it. I simplify it and make it easy and catalog everything so you can just go there to sunspotscomics.com, check it out quickly, and move on. I sometimes don't like those sites that you just got to be there for a week. There's only about 40 million websites, so I always feel that a website has to be short and sweet and easy to look at, catalog with some great stuff, and you move on. That's sunspotscomics.com. Check it out. And this week's artist winner is Michael Janin, or Mikkel Janine. He, uh, he's, you can find him on Twitter, by the way, at Mikkel Janine, M-I-K-E-L-J-A-N-I-N. His art is amazing. It's, uh, it's just, it's nuts. It's on, he, he uh, did the art this week for Batman issue 31. And his art is so clean, so precise, so delicate. I mean, just so accurate in his physics. It's super hyper detailed. And I love just that real world, but also very comic book feel that clash and come together. I just love that so much. And not really many artists can do that. It's, it's a really tricky thing to pull off. Especially when people try to, artists try to make uh, comic books look super hyper-realistic. They use a lot of sort of digital photo rendering. Uh, Mikkel Janine does not do that here. His art style is wonderful. His, his lines are gorgeous. And the way he draws the Joker is, is just extremely memorable. And I'm sure will be the, the um, if you will, the stencil uh, or the, the reference of the Joker for years to come. It's that good. Go look at it, people. Uh, chilling, haunting, so detailed in the eyes as well, in the brow area. But there's just a gorgeous splash page of Catwoman climbing a building here that is completely memorable that I'll never forget uh, for all time. It is classic, top-notch, uh, standing from sort of the rooftop angle looking down if they were holding a camera, and Catwoman is scaling this building, and it's just the darkness of Gotham and the shadowing of it. 
It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Easily the artist winner this week, Mikkel Janin. Again, check him out on Twitter, at Mikkel Janin. It's gorgeous art. And this week's cover artist winner is Dustin Wynn of Descender, issue number 24. His Instagram is at Dus005, D-U-S-S-005. I've actually met Dustin a few times at cons. I know he listens to the podcast. How you doing, Dustin? And I've, I've, I have some of your sketches and some of your prints, but I really need a print of the cover of Descender 24. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Dustin. <laughs> it, it, it has this very non-comics art cover feel, I mean, in a good way. That's super appealing to the eye. It has such great, just rounded structure, and it does that sort of top and bottom duality where from the surface up, it's one thing from the surface down. It's sort of the uh, duality of uh, the light and the dark. It's gorgeous. He has a very water-colored paint style on this super textured parchment-like canvas, and it gives this very earthy brown-green tones that gives you this beautiful organic feeling to it. I... It, it, it would make a lovely centerpiece right over my fireplace, Dustin. <laughs> anyway, easily cover art winner. Go look at Descender24 from Injure, uh, Image Comics. It is gorgeous. Thank you, Dustin. Again, check him out at D-U-S-S-005. And the breakdown. I actually read uh, 19 comics this week and five, only five, made it to the Great Ones recommendation list this week. I don't know. Maybe I was feeling extra critical. I'm not sure. But these five are great. And the new number ones, there were three this week, and two of the three made it to the Great Ones wish list, which is excellent. So fantastic job, new number ones. Only one didn't make it of the three new number ones that I read. So let's get into it now. Here we go. Into my top comic book recommendations. This is the Great Ones list that for all the new comics that came out, new comic book day, September 20th. I consider these really to be the best of the best, folks. I read them a ton. I went through each of them lovingly and reviewed them and read these 19 comics over and over again and grabbed the best five. So here we go now, on to the countdown. Coming in at number five is Batman, issue number 31. This is, of course, our artist winner this week, Michael Jannon. Uh, this should be called, I mean, there's a. this is, is called the, the War of Riddles, the War of Jokes and Riddles. I think this should be actually called For the Love of Kite Man. <laughs> and you'll know why when you read this. There is this little sort of side story that Tom King, by the way, who is the writer on this, has been this little thread that he's been going with, which is this backstory of Kite Man, this uh, ridiculous sort of D-level <laughs> villain that we all have never really seen all that much of or considered. He's decided to, but Tom King is just shining this giant Batman spotlight on, on Kite Man. But it's just sort of this little heartbreaking little guy that's just sort of a, it's kind of a nudge. And uh, they've given him his little 15 minutes of fame, if you will. <laughs> Very nicely done, Tom King. But this is ultimately where Batman takes sides. He sides with the Riddler here. Maybe, quote-unquote, sides with the Riddler. And the Joker is not smiling. He's not happy. He's trying to find his smile, I guess. Or he's trying to find his his odd sense of humor. He's lost it. That's sort of one of the, the underlying themes of this comic. And this is uh, almost sort of wrapping up this arc. There's one more to go. It's a massive cliffhanger at the end of this, which I'm not even going to go into. But this is uh, kind of towards the end where, where I'm surprised, the Riddler has gathered his own little army of super of, of the rogues gallery of Batman's villains. Surprisingly, they're all just getting along because they're working for the Riddler. I guess he's really paying them well or something. There's no infighting there. <laughs> they get along, and they meet on this rooftop to have this sort of final fisticuff battle 
where it's the Joker versus all of them? <laughs> so yes, you're, I'm a, I was a little surprised with like, this is going to be the shortest fight ever. Because there's like, Killer Croc is there, and Catwoman is there, Batman is there, the Riddler is there, Kite Man is hanging with the, with the group here. <laughs> and they're all just going to fight just the Joker? I mean, he better have some serious, uh, hilarious comedy ordinance ready to jump out of every crevice of the wall here in, in any second because he's got an entire team against him but the art i mean uh is just top notch there's so many great cinematic panels here that boy it's like a it's like a class study in how proper a cinematic should be done in a movie it's it's uh, how storyboarding should be done it's beautiful mike uh, michael jannon gorgeous gorgeous stuff but here it is folks that's that's the gist Go see the Joker versus every other Batman villain and the Riddler and Batman. <laughs> How's he going to do? It does seem like the next issue is going to wrap this up. But Batman 31, easily the number five pick of the week. And coming in at number four is from Image Comics. It's Glitter Bomb, the fame game, issue number one. So it's a brand new arc. The previous arc was super good. To give you a gist, this is a twisted tale of how fame is literally and figuratively a very gruesome monster. <laughs> so this... This sort of down-on-her-luck 30-something actress was trying to make it big. This is the previous arc that's happening. I'll give you a quick gist again. She's trying to make it into the acting biz in Hollywood. And the, and truly, the, the villain, the monster of it, is Hollywood and the people behind it and the agents and, and the corporate machine of, of movies and how they how they are treating this, this young woman that's just trying to make a living in acting. That's what it, the gist is. And she turns into a monster and kills a lot of people at sort of the Academy Awards. Yeah. Well, this is the sort of new twist of where it looks like the babysitter of that actress has been infected by this monsterish demon she didn't have to walk into the ocean like the previous arc it just looks like maybe she's infected from being around the lady from the previous arc and she's even sort of not only infected by this monster maybe They're, they really do a good job of hinting around this the babysitter may not be infected it could be maybe the the woman from the previous arc which we believe to be dead maybe she's not but it's like she's just veiled in the shadows it's very gruesome looking but it also is sort of again the villain is this is this fame monster, and she and it's infecting this babysitter that just was sort of this very humble sort of young woman student, and now she's like yeah maybe I do want to be all famous and jump into the sort of uh, Kardashian realm of fame and money for not doing much etc. So that's just kind of a cool. Um, metaphor if you will for the monster that is fame so check out glitter bank glitter bomb if you like just some of the topics i'm talking about there is a there's a death monster in this as well so it's definitely of that supernatural type world but you have this young woman that's being infected in two ways and it's just interesting how it's not only uh literally this monster that's infected her but you know figuratively how in a metaphor to how fame is infecting her so very interesting glitter bomb Issue number one, jump in there, get it, fame, fame game, issue number one, so beautiful stuff. Coming in number three is our cover artist of the winner, Descender, issue 24. This is from Image Comics, and this is art by Dustin Wynn, and this is written by Jeff Lemire, and this is Rise of the Robots. And this, like I said, cover art, gorgeous, something organic and crazy, and the duality of above the surface and green, and below is sort of hell with red and blood. It's crazy looking with this with this humble look iron giant kind of robot the driller killer in the centerpiece of this cover. It's gorgeous. And it's just this is like like I said iron giant great way to describe it meets uh, serenity. It's got that sort of sci-fi western feel. 
sprinkled with some Lord of the Rings goodness, because this is a sort of road trip between two very unlikely friends. And I love that here. You have this very old alien man and this killer driller robot. So he's sort of banished or he's left the group that was the entire sort of other group of people. He's sort of stranded on this island and befriends this very old alien man. And it very much reminds me of Enemy Mine. Go see that. It just has this look and feel of this old movie with Dennis Quaid called Enemy Mine. But they're just sort of wandering this planet. Driller Killer is very limited on his vocabulary. He's very kind of grudish here. He has a sort of the right heart like the Iron Giant, but he sort of seems to do the accidental bad thing because Driller is a killer. He keeps saying that sort of over and over again. That's kind of his primary programming. But he's doing what he, what he sort of can within his programming to have this sort of code of honor. He's like this knight robot, if you will. Love the way Jeff Lemire's written him. And this this old alien man is just trying to survive in this very Lord of the Rings gruesome realm where they're being attacked by goblins that are throwing sort of ghost goblin bombs. They're like green ghost goblin bombs. And they're just, there's in this battle and they're trying to survive and Driller Killer sort of always takes the violence too far and then feels bad about it. <laughs> that's sort of his his primary function in his, in his corrupted data that's within his AI. And it's just this sort of heartwarming yet heartbreaking tale of the two of them on this road trip trying to survive on this strange swampy Lord of the Ringsy goblin-y kind of planet and Driller Killer always just having the difficulty of doing the right thing because of his strange robot programming and this old sort of lonely old man alien wants to wants a companion and even though it's this messed up Driller Killer robot so there is just this this sweetness to that moment um, where even the old man realizes that maybe being with Driller Killer isn't the best thing for him. And it's just sort of a little heartbreaking. But I loved it. Um, I, Descender hasn't been a, a super top pick in a while, so it was great to see it back up here. Uh, paired with that beautiful art by Dustin Wynn. Check it out. But easily number three pick of the week. Descender, issue number 24. And uh, that was the top three. So now number two is uh, from Valiant Comics, Bloodshot Salvation. Also written by Jeff Lemire. Stunning, stunning art. From Louis LaRosa. So they do short arcs with Bloodshot. So if you're interested in this character, it's this nanite-infused, Swiss, Swiss cheese-brained, brainwashed assassin that is doing everything that he that he can possibly do desperately to cast his old life away of being this brainwashed assassin so that he can protect his family. This woman magic, they have a baby together. They don't really even know just how the nanites will affect this baby. So they're just trying to live on their own, get away from this this secret government conglomerate that is that spent billions of dollars on the nanites um, and constructing this, this super assassin named Bloodshot. And they want returns on their investment. So that old life of his just won't let go. And that's that's the interesting part about it. That's the part that I loved. It's just he's really trying to break away, you know, desperately. And every single move that he does is just drawn right back in to this wild world. But you get to see his daughter. You get to see she's very power powerful. She has the nanite. She can actually recover very uh, quickly from, from injury. She can fight multitudes of people. She's, she's kind of overly vicious but not trying to be because she's very powerful fighting a bunch of these black op agents because they've found them. And they're trying to hide out in this giant snowstorm which looks like they're sort of living in a cabin. But uh, they're this this government entity is hot on their trail they sort of don't know what they're they should do should they just fight should they just you know should bloodshot just turn back into the bloodshot go full on and battle them 
or should they run? That's that's the really the interesting part that, that I gravitated to the most. It's that conflict that they're not quite sure what they should do here. And they also have their their bloodhound. It's not a hound. It's not a bloodhound as far as the uh, the the dog itself, but it's this beautiful like white. Um, it looks like half wolf. A beautiful dog that's with him with this red dot over his eye. So he's kind of nanite infused dog. And I love that concept. Jeff Lemire stay with the dog. That's a great, great thing. And it's, it's, they've, they've got the girl. Now they do a little flashback into when their daughter was just born and the conflicts there and what, and how they're going to keep their family together. So it's very much at its heart, this family story and this sort of Punisher-like character that wants to start anew and having a very hard time doing that. So I was, I, I just, my heart went out to this particular issue of Bloodshot. So check it out. It's, it's great stuff. But here we go now, coming in at the, the number one, the one that beat them all, the number one pick of the week is, here it comes, Invincible, issue number 140. I know I'm laughing, if you have read any of the previous podcasts, it's a continual high pick, it's been art winner, it's been number one pick of the week, it's been top ten a bunch of times, I'll say it every single time I read it, it's my favorite superhero comic book, one of my favorite superhero comic books of all time, it ranks up there, right up there with with Spider-Man, who's been my favorite of all time, but it's uh, it's like picking your kids. It's hard to say which one's better, but it's one of the best of the best superhero comics done ever, and that is written by Robert Kirkman. It's Invincible. It's also art by Ryan Otley, and this is the part eight of the final. There's only just twelve issues that wrap it up. It's called the End of All Things. This is part eight of twelve, so only four issues left of invincible what are we gonna do when this is over forever i have no idea what are we gonna do i don't know but uh <laughs> this actually maintained and held this level of tension throughout the entire comic that is easily why it's number one i just you have so much invested in these characters you don't want to see them die this is a big huge fight between thrag and mr invincible himself and it is, they're fighting on the surface of the sun. So we don't know the extent of their powers. We don't know if it's just going to melt them like paper. But they are having this fight right there. It's it's burning through their costume. They eventually end up fighting in the nude. It's just this orange, glowy, ember, red, orangey, yellow type tone through every single page. And the fight just never stops. It's one of the most action-packed comics I've read in a long time. And it's just also because of that heightened level of tension, because of how Robert Kirkman has written these characters to where we care about them, to where they mean something to us, to where, my goodness, we uh, if you're an Invincible fan, you've been reading them for 10 years, 12 years, maybe longer in that neighborhood, somewhere between 10 and 13 years. And uh, it's been such a fabulous journey. It seems they are wrapping things up here. How could they possibly fight on the surface of the sun? That's really all I can tell you. That's just part of it. There are some people that get involved. There is some things that happen here that are extremely gruesome. A lot of drop-down sort of moments. And it's there's blood, but it, everything is so embered and so red and so like this dripping sort of lava effect that uh, it, it just does something weird to the eye. You're just sort of blinded by this. It's like how you would feel if you were anywhere near the sun or looking at it constantly. It's this blurring out of this super bright image as these two, as Thrag and an Invincible fight on the surface of the sun. But uh, that's all I want to tell you because I don't want to tell you what happens at the end. It's a huge cliffhanger. Uh, there's other people involved. They maybe um, talk briefly into how Thrag's uh, daughter, clone slash 
uh, made of this half sort of locust person and Viltrumites, uh, the sort of leader of his uh, primary corps of, of, of soldiers, his daughter, has sort of uh, defected, not sort of, but has just said, you know, let's have peace, let's find a truce. Uh, so we got four issues left here. It doesn't feel like that's just going to happen. But it's the level of tension they've built that Robert Kirkman has built. It's this super amazing, hyper, action-packed um, fight scene that uh, was lovingly drawn by Ryan Otley. It's the whole package here. Four issues left, folks, of Invincible. If you haven't been reading it, go back and get it. It's in Omnibuy form. It's in multiple collecting, uh, you know, uh, issues, volumes. It's out there. Uh, get it in floppy because of Robert Kirkman's letters at the end, which this is also another one back here that's something to remember. He's just a... Uh, he is a quite an interesting fellow. I hope to meet him one day and talk to him. But easily the number one pick of the week, folks. Invincible issue number 140. Uh, I, I, I can't say you can just jump into this if you've read nothing of Invincible. You're going to have to go back and read some stuff. But, I mean, it holds its own with just being an action-packed uh, sort of Kryptonian Viltrumite fight on the surface of the sun. So get it. It's gorgeous stuff. Invincible 140. So there you go. There, that's it. That's the, the the whole Sunspots Comics podcast issue number one twenty five. Let me uh, quickly lock the vault door. There we go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, September thirteenth. Please go to a local comic book shop, buy these immediately. Tell them Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you. Yes, they'll look at your word. Who cares? We're used to that, right? If you have questions, comments, you want a personal comic book recommendation from me, just email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. If I choose your email and discuss it on a future podcast, I will send you a comic book prize from me. Just a little thank you. Please check out uh, our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. I just recently reviewed the Wonder Woman Blu-ray from Best Buy, so I have some words to say about that, and so it's there. Just go to blog.sunspotscomics.com, check out my Wonder Woman Best Buy Blu-ray review. Also sign up for our newsletter, email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please tune in next week for issue number 126 of the Sunspots Comics podcast where I will have a special guest interview, again with Michael R. Martin, the creator of Blood and Dust. I'll be reading a list of 15 new comics coming out, so kind of a small week of comics. And uh, for September 27th, there's also three new number ones, so potentially eight two new comics that I'll be reading. I'll pick the best of the best, and then I'll review them and recommend them to you. And here's just a quick sneak peek into some of the awesome comic books coming out next week for Podcast 126 that I'll be discussing. Uh, Batman the Shadow, Issue 6 of 6, Detective Comics 965, Flash 31. Man, Flash was so good last week with that brand new villain they just unveiled called Bloodwork. Very interesting. Great, very collectible issue of Flash, issue number 30, by the way. So 31's already coming out. Infamous Iron Man 12, The Mighty Thor 23. I can't believe... This we're on 23. I can't wait to wait to see what happens to the goddess of thunder. And it's called Thor versus Thor. So what's going down there? Uh, Mother Panic issue 11. I've been loving that. Uh, it's just so lovingly drawn. And I do hope they infuse Mother Panic into the, the Gotham family, into Batman's family. Nick Fury 6. Some nuts artwork, by the way, on that. And Exo Man of War number 7. Just a glimpse into some of the stuff that's coming out next week that I'll be reading to cover on Podcast 126. So it's going to be a 
fan-friggin-tabulous week of new comics, so please just subscribe, listen in, and please tell a nerdy loved one to check out sunspotscomics.com. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some, some great comic book recommendations. I hope I really inspired you to just go buy some great comic books. That's what I'm, that's my mission. That's my quest here. If you want to just give a little back to the Sunspots Comic Podcast and to me personally, just go over to iTunes, give us some friendly words, hit us with a five-star review. I'll read it right here in the podcast, actually, and thank you. Um, personally, and even mail you a little comic book-related prize just for giving us a nice positive review on iTunes. It means a lot to us and to me, so thank you. So until next week, spend some, times with the, some time with the ones that you love, especially if they're nerdy. And in honor of Batman Day, I'll leave you with some wise words from Mr. Batman 66 himself, the late, great Adam West. I've always tried to fit what I do professionally into my family rather than the other way around. So there you go, folks. Be like water, my friends. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Aloha. Hello, ha. I like that. Aloha.